ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Thursday, July 12th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm sorry, I'm laughing right off the bat because, of course, on our show open every day, we've got that soundbite from Westwood One Radio Sports of John Elmore hitting a monster three. Remember when he was banking them from the Ohio River, just dropping them in the bucket? And it's got to the point now where our show producer, Gabriel Sellards, can recite it Word for word, he even does the hands in the air. So you got me you got me going right as the show started. Good job, Gabriel. So we're going to have fun today, I hope. We've got David Kahn joining us here in a little bit from the West Virginia Power. The Power's got a big announcement today, so we're going to talk about that in more depth with David. I'm not going to hold it back now. It's not a state secret. It's a great thing that's going to happen next year for the All-Star Game because the Sally League is going to have the All-Star Game in Charleston next year at Appalachian Power Park. So Dave is going to come on the show, talk a little bit more about that with us when we have him on in a few minutes. So looking forward to that. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-8255, 877-420-TALK. That's the number to be a part of the program today. Got a lot to get into. I've got holdovers from yesterday and the day before. I'm going to get to it. I hope I can get to it. It's timely enough where I can sit on it for a couple of days, but I want to talk about those Dennis Dodd coaching hot seat rankings. And I'm just going to go ahead and give you the the nutshell version of it now. He's got his yearly rankings. They come out, and I went down, looked at the list. This isn't the complete list. This is just me going down real quick, grabbing a few coaches that I thought might be interesting to talk about. And he's got Doc Holliday on a scale... Of 0 to 5, he's got Holiday as a 2. Now, you don't want to be a 5. 5 is uh-oh. 5 is uh-oh. And Doc Holiday's at a 2. And a 2 means all good for now. So right now, everything's in order. Doc's doing okay. Team is winning. Team's turning things around. And so everything's good right now. That could change. So that's what that two means. Now, Dana Holgerson, West Virginia, he's also at a two. I can see that. I thought he might be at a one, but he's at a two. Two is good for both coaches in West Virginia. So Dana and Doc both sitting pretty right now. Uh, Brad Lambert is at a five. And according to the rankings, a five means win or be fired. So you've got to win now. You've got to turn it around now there has to be significant improvement this team has to be a winner by the end of the season or more importantly this team has got to show major progress or Brad Lambert is probably out that's what that number means now the two coaches who are the safest in conference USA are probably Butch Davis and Lane Kiffin now zero means untouchable both of these guys are not in untouchable land just yet. I think Lane's going to be getting there soon if he keeps the Lane train up. But Lane and Butch Davis got ones. That means safe and secure. They're safe. You saw what Butch Davis did. He got that program really going. And you saw what Lane Kiffin was able to do. He really got FAU going. 
Again, we talked about facilities yesterday on the program. If you missed it, you can go back to the podcast and listen to it. But facilities are not necessarily the end-all, be-all. Yes, you have to have them, and they mean a lot, but how did Lane Kiffin get kids to come play for FAU? It wasn't FAU's facilities. It was Lane Kiffin. Now, here's a guy who I thought would be sitting pretty for a while. Things are moving in the wrong direction. Skip Holtz. Skip Holtz goes from a 1 to a 3. So Skip's got some work to do. And Mark Stoops, I thought Kentucky was a job where football, if you're, if you're winning, you're successful enough, you got a few wins, you could be okay. But Kentucky's really ramping it up as far as trying to be a strong football school. Basketball is always going to be king in the Bluegrass State, but football is really becoming more important. I think I think it's always been important, but there's really more of an effort, a push. And Mark Stoops has moved from a three to a four. A three was pressure is mounting. Four means start improving now. So Mark Stoops has got to show that there's improvement on the field. Things are going in the right direction. And so that was just a basic look at the Dennis Dodd list. I'll try to get into more detail, but I think that will hold you over. It's a good read. It's got every coach at every Division I program if you're interested in that. So that's where I was trying to get with. We got into some other topics, but I've got a couple things we're going to try to get into today. A little Conference USA focused, a little not. Plus, we've got the West Virginia Power coming up with uh, David Kahn. He's going to tell us about the big news coming out of Charleston that the Power are going to host the 2019 Sally League, the All-Star Game. And that's going to be a big boost, I'm sure, to the local economy. You're going to have people coming in for this. Now, I I don't want to say this is going to be a monster event, but maybe it is. I don't know how the Sally League travels. It's been a while since I've seen an All-Star Game up close and personal, so... Charleston's a pretty good location. I think you're going to get a lot of people maybe come to this thing, depending on how many All-Stars are coming in. And, of course, at least I'm sure the West Virginia Power crowd will be there. So it's really going to be just a All-Star baseball game for the Charleston crowd and those who would come in. So David's going to get us updated on that. We'll talk to him about that. Also find out how well the Power are doing right now. The Power are 10-9, and nine, and they're only – one and a half back of Delmarva, the Shorebirds. So they're right there in the second half. If they can win, they're in the postseason. Or if they can get enough points together, if they don't finish first, there's a possibility still if they have a a really strong record to add up. So we'll talk to David about that. That's what we're going to do when we come back from break. We'll get right into that, and then later on we'll get your phone calls in, a couple things I want to get in with you as well. When we continue with today's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition. It's time to welcome to the program from the West Virginia Power. He's the guy bringing all the action, so he is probably the most popular part of the West Virginia Power outside of the players on the field, of course. He is David Kahn. That's a pretty big build-up, David. Most popular. Po- I mean, man, what a, what a uh, what an intro, Paul. I mean, it's already been an incredible day, but that intro just made it so much better. 
Thank you. You're the you're the most important guy outside of the the team itself. I mean, you're the conduit, man. Without you, we might not get a chance to connect with the power when they're on the road or we can't make it to the ballpark. So you're the lifeline, dude. I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I do my best to uh, to be a good lifeline. Uh, I hope I can be called upon when uh, when you're stuck on a game show question and you need to use your your uh, phone a friend or or something like that, and you know whatever other game show references you can think of uh, for for that have lifelines in them. I'm 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 running a little low, as you can imagine, because today has been a crazy day for us. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, the big news is <laughs> that. Um, the West Virginia Power are a game and a half out of first place. That, that's the big news, right? <laughs> yes, of course. That's the only news coming out today is that we're a game and a half out of first. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, big news today. We are incredibly excited that we're hosting the 2019 South Atlantic League All-Star Game at Appalachian Power Park. Tuesday, June 18th, 2019. Mark your calendars. The, Appalach- or the All-Star Game is back in Charleston. How big of a deal is this from a uh, – let's start with what kind of crowd would you expect to see at a normal all-star game? What can you expect coming into Charleston? I mean, this isn't just, hey, let's just get together and play a game. Uh, this is really a big deal, a showcase for the league every year. So it, it means a lot to have it in your city. Oh, it absolutely does. And it's a big deal for a couple of reasons. One, to address the crowd thing. Uh, I, the All-Star Game sets record-setting crowds every every time. I mean, I, I would expect it to be no different next year. Uh, of course, you have the ownership, the Major League affiliates, the families, the, the member teams. You know, a lot of people are going to be here from all around the league. Uh, they're going to draw their fans from their All-Stars that are going to be here. Of course, the Powers faithful will, will be out in attendance as well. So, I mean, there's, I mean, there's going to be a ton of eyes on Charleston during that three-day set. And, you know, we're incredibly excited to be able to host it. Another thing is it's actually the 60th annual All-Star Game next year. So that is a big, big number for the South Atlantic League. And the fact that we have the opportunity to host that game is just a tremendous honor that the South Atlantic League has given us. It's the second time Appalachian Power Park is hosting it. First time was 09. The third time Charleston is actually hosting the South Atlantic League game. First time we did it was as the Wheelers in 1989. You weren't there, obviously. No, eighty-nine I was not born. That's, um eighty nine I actually that's so, just so I'm twenty four I'm actually twenty four today. Today is my twenty fourth birthday. Happy birthday. Um, thank you. Uh I would have been twenty nine. I would have to be twenty nine years old to have been at that all star game. I was not. But uh <laughs> and I would have been and I would have I would have I would have still been a month or so away from being born actually in nineteen eighty nine if I was twenty nine years old. <laughs> so no shot I was at that game, but 09, I was not here. I was around for 09. I, you know, I didn't see the game, but uh, I've actually never been to an all-star game of any kind, uh, major or minor league. So this will be a first for me, and I'm, you know, I'm certainly very excited that uh, you know, we'll get to have the opportunity to have the game. I know it's early, but uh, what plans do you think uh, are going to be in place to make this a special event? Or Better yet, tell me about the process. Is this something that the league just awards to a city, or is there a bidding process? So uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's there's somewhat of a rotation, and there's somewhat of a bidding process. Uh, basically, you know, all the 14 teams have an opportunity to host the All-Star Game, and, and you know, there is a, there's a rotational process that you have 
uh, among the teams, basically where you know one team will host it, the next team gets to host it, so on and so forth. However, teams can decide not to host, uh, and they'll do that for a variety of reasons. And 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 then when that happens, the All Star Game goes out for a bidding process, and you know you submit your reasons for why your city should host the All Star Game that next year, and then the league votes and decides upon it. Um, so that's kind of the process behind it. Uh, in terms of what we're going to be putting forth next year, that is still very much in the works. Uh, we are very deep into the planning process already. Uh, the the logo reveal was actually one of our first things that we wanted to get out, which is why we put that out today. So we're incredibly excited to have that logo because it is a very, very nice logo. And uh, we're very thankful to our friends over at Brandios for putting that together for us. Um, and, you know, we're going to be working very closely with the Charleston Convention and Visitors Bureau, working with Festival. Uh, you know, there's going to be 15 days of Festival next year. So we're in in the summer to go along with the 15th year of West Virginia Power Baseball. And the All-Star Game is going to be, and the All-Star festivities are going to be a part of Festival. Uh, the, the details of that, of course, all still being worked out. But we are absolutely incredibly excited to, to have the support of the city of Charleston as well. You know, Mayor Danny Jones was at the announcement today. He spoke tremendously about the history of Charleston baseball. And, of course, he's been so instrumental in, in having, you know, baseball in Charleston and building Appalachian Power Park and, and making it so that we can host events like this. And, of course, Rod Blackstone was there as well. We've been working very closely with him on getting things together. And we're going to continue to work closely with all of those people, uh, you know, Tim Brady and uh, Elisa Bailey, of course, the, the CVB, uh, the Mayor Danny Jones until his, his term wraps up. And uh, Brittany Javins over at Festival are, are all big, big contributors to this, and, and we could not be more thankful of all their contributions thus far and what they're going to put forward. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. The 2019 South Atlantic League All-Star Game will be played in Charleston. So obviously you're going to get a lot of support from the community and all the uh, instruments that are involved there. Do events like this from the minor league standpoint get a lot of support from the parent club will say the pittsburgh pirates have something to do or contribute a little bit does that usually happen in minor league baseball when it comes to all-star events like this you know so this is the first all-star game i've actually been a part of planning so i don't have a legitimate answer for that i would imagine that the pirates will be involved in uh with you know something to do with the all-star game i don't know if it would be a major involvement or a minor involvement uh, I, you know, I've never been a part of an All Star game before, so I'm actually not really sure on that front. But, uh, you know, I'm sure. Of course, if the Pirates, you know, would like to contribute something, you know, we're more than, of course, willing to accept whatever they want to help us out with. Um, in terms of that, I just don't have a exact answer for you on what that contribution could be. David Kahn from the West Virginia Power joins us with the uh, news today that the All Star game will be played in Charleston next year. You already got the date, uh, Tuesday, June. 18th, so mark your yep. calendars down now, and going to be an evening game, correct? Or 7.05 p.m. Okay, 7.05 p.m., uh, so we all know now, and um, with a game like this, uh, is this something that um, season ticket holders all will, yeah, their, their season ticket package, does this include this game? How does this work? Because I want a good seat, right? So uh, do I need to get my tickets now? Right. <laughs> So tickets are not on sale yet. Um, we will be when we announce season tickets on sale for 2019. We will also put out the All Star Game ticket information. 
Um, all the ticket information is not available yet because it's not. We, we have not announced it yet. We're still setting prices and putting together packages and stuff like that. Um, but there will be there will be a, you know an opportunity for season ticket holders to get the All Star Game along with their their stuff. And you know we'll have some All Star Game packages as well put together for fans and 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 you know media and members alike. And there will be all that stuff. We just we don't. This is the first step in a very long process for us. Uh, but it's the first step in a, in a great, great direction. So uh, I know you're looking for a lot of answers that I can't give you at this point because we just don't have them available yet. But as they become available and we and we get to talking more and more, you know, there'll be there'll be more I can tell you about what's going on and, and how we're making it work. You know, next up really for us is going to be announcing our 2019 schedule. Um, so that's going to be an exciting announcement coming up here probably in a couple weeks. And so we're going to have that. And then after that, we'll kind of move towards the end of the season and then we'll probably start to get into tickets for next year and and all that stuff and when that comes around then we'll really start to dig into what how the all-star game is going to incorporate itself into that david Kahn's joining us from the west virginia power and i'm always curious um behind the scenes for this uh, obviously i'm sure you're going to be calling the game right um that's this yes, is a no-brainer we know you're doing it of course yeah yep. um yeah that's that's all me that's all you um I, I might now. I, I am. This has happened in the past, and, and Adam Marco did this in 2015. He actually went to Asheville and called the All Star Game with Asheville's broadcaster Doug Moore. So I am considering asking another South Atlantic League broadcaster if they want to come down and do the game with me. Because I mean, I don't know everything about every player. We, I, you know, you know how the schedule works. I don't necessarily get to see every team as much as I'd like to. So. You know, I, I would I would love to have the opportunity for someone else to, to join me as well. So, uh, we'll see if that does happen. I mean, of course, it's their all-star break. I don't want to take it away from them. But uh, I'll, I will probably be asking a fellow South Atlantic League broadcaster to join me in the booth for that game uh, just as a, as a heads-up. All right, and this is going to be broadcast uh, nationally on ESPN+, Plus, right? That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, ESPN Radio, uh, national broadcast, Sirius XM. Uh, you know, it's actually going to be on HBO Pay Per View. Um, yeah, no, no, it will be on. It will. It will. It will. It will be on our our, our radio affiliate and uh, and tune in and and all over the place. MILB will promote the heck out of it, and uh, it it'll it'll be out there. Don't worry, you'll you'll be able to find it. David Kahn's joining us from the West Virginia Power. You're you're jazz, I can tell, and this, this is really a big deal. Um, economic impact, I'm sure, as well. Um, Absolutely. People coming in, hotels are going to uh, benefit. Um, how well how well do teams uh, fans usually travel to events like this? I, I genuinely don't know. I haven't seen a, a South Atlantic All Star game in, in a long time. So, what's the travel like? It, you know, is it going to be predominantly Charleston area folks, or you know, will we see a good portion of the fans come from the other teams? I mean, it honestly depends on who's in the game. Um, I, I will see a good portion of fans from outside of Charleston because all of the ownership, major league affiliates, you know, managers, GMs, uh, you know, staff of other teams will be there uh, because it's not just the All Star Game. There's events and meetings and stuff like that as well. But for the game itself, I mean, there are pure fans who really just latch on to certain players. And the beauty of the All-Star game is all these big-time prospects and players are in one spot. So these fans will take the opportunity to go and see these different players. So I think with that in mind, 
you will definitely see a good portion of fans outside the city of Charleston. But, I mean, you know how rabid power fans are, too. So I, I'm sure that power fans will be out in droves, you know, with the fact that they're excited. I mean, it's the first time we're hosting the All-Star Game in 10 years. So, you know, we're, we're incredibly excited to have the opportunity. And uh, I think you'll see a very, very nice crowd on the 18th and, and hopefully for the, the home run derby and for anything else we've got going on as well. Yeah, let's talk about that as well. Uh, I know the Toast Man will be throwing out the first piece of toast. <laughs> the Toast Man is the only one allowed to throw out toast. Uh, let's, uh, let's, 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 just, let's just put that put that in the market right now. I, there, there are a few imitation Toast Men throughout the South Atlantic League that I've experienced, namely in Hickory. We call him Megaphone Man. Uh, he is not allowed to throw out toast. It, it is all Rod Blackstone. He has a monopoly on that. Uh, everyone tries to imitate him because he's so good at his job, and it's just not gonna—it's not gonna fly at the All-Star Game next year, Paul. It's just not. It's, it's, it's all Rod. Maybe he calls the game with you because he's gonna know as much about the roster of every player, every team coming in, than anyone else. I mean, you, you got to do the research to be good at heckling, right? Look. Look, you're right, and I'm not opposed to that. However, if I took Rod Blackstone out of the stands, I might be crucified. So I don't think that's going to happen. Unless, unless I call the game from behind home plate with, you know, set up right behind home where Rod is, is sitting, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Maybe, he'll, maybe I'll get him to come up and join me for an inning at in the booth. Maybe, maybe we'll do a rotating secondary broadcaster. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we'll have to we'll have to get into this next year when it gets closer, and I and I start and I start planning this out a little bit more uh, concretely. David Cunz, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Let's talk about the Power. Uh, they're in a good spot right now. Everybody is trying for the that top spot, and the Power are a game and a half back. It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked to you, so uh, let's get caught up. Um, how are the Power progressing? Trying to win that second half title. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a bit of a tough stretch. Uh, June was phenomenal. Uh, we finished with the best record in power history in the month of June at 19-8. and eight. Uh, that, that is the best record we've ever had in June since 2005. So that was remarkable. And July's just been a tough stretch. Uh, you know, they call it the dog days of summer for a reason. Uh, you know, just really getting into the grind of the long season. It's game number 86 tonight. Uh, so most of these guys have never played more than 50, 60 game seasons. So they, I mean, you know, it, it's starting to wear on them and uh, seven right now in July, it is, it has been tough. They've lost, they've lost two series in a row for the first, uh, first time since, you know, May to June when we lost three straight in a row. And that was during that stretch where we lost 13 to 16. So, you know, it, it's, it's tough right now, but like I said, during the first half, you know, I'd rather get the. Every season has an ebb and a flow, a peak and a valley. I'd rather get the valley out of the way early and then roll in the rest and, and roll to the finish line. Uh, you know, this team's going to figure it out. This team is really, really good. They have some good. They have some. They have really, really talented players. They just they need to put it all together. They need to get through this uh, and you know this mid-season slump, and and they're going to be just fine. I have no faith in the world the power will be competing, or I have I have all the faith in the world that the power will be competing down the stretch for a playoff spot. And, you know, if this team, you know, really puts it all together, you could see them hoisting a league title at the end of the year. Is that sense of urgency kicked in yet, knowing that, okay, we've got maybe a month and a half to, to really get this together or we're sitting home? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think these guys are really focused on one game at a time, and I think that's a big credit to the coaching staff. You know, Wyatt Terragas and, and Chris Peterson, Joel Anderhan, Arjenis Diaz are, are really, really solid about keeping these guys' minds focused on one game at a time. And, 
10-1 series at a time. They're not really looking ahead. Like, if you if you told the guys we're playing Delmarva on Saturday at home, they would be like, we are? I have no idea. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't focus on that. They're, right now they're focused on how they're going to beat Reed Anderson tonight on the mound in Hickory. So, uh, you know, that's, that's really where their minds are focused. And, and I think that helps them to, to really focus in on one game at a time. And they know if they win series, they're going to win. They're, they're, they're going to be in a very good shot to, to win the South Atlantic League. So right now they need to get back to winning series. Uh, they lost the game last night in Hickory. So now tonight's an important game. They need to, you know, take that one home and, and go from there. Hickory is an important win. Uh, looking at the rest of the schedule for the next couple of weeks, uh, we're really getting to that point where every game is important. And just looking at the standings, it seems that nobody's really pulled away as of yet. Um, why is that, do you think? Still too early to tell or just the, the way the schedule's played out? Well, so here's the thing. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, all, all these teams have been affected by promotion. So, you know, these teams are still figuring out the chemistry together. The Power are one of the teams that have really not had too many promotions. Of course, the latest Gavin Wall is going up to Bradenton. And, I mean, Gavin well-deserved. And, and he went to Bradenton and threw a seven-inning quality start and dominated. So, you know, good for him. But, uh, you know, that was a tough loss for the Power's rotation. He's a consistent guy, very solid. And, and, and the Power, you know, definitely missed his arm. But, you know, we got Travis McGregor back. McGregor has looked pretty solid for five innings in each of his last two starts. And, you know, he's starting to progress to get back together. And the the, the power really just trying to find out who they are uh, as a team. But they have the chemistry from the first half because most of these guys were on that team in the first half, which is why you saw them get off such a hot start, because they were like, all right, we know how to play together. Whereas these other teams, including Hickory, who we swept to start the second half, really was they had a, a lot of new faces. So they were trying to figure out how do we play together as a team, whereas the power already know each other. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to kind of judge right now. Uh, you know, I'd say wait till August before you really look at the standings and kind of start to guess and see who's going to be where. Because everyone's, I mean, everyone's really close. Hagerstown's in fifth foot in the bottom of the division, and they're only five and a half out. So it's really way too early to tell. You know, give it another three weeks or so. Let the power after that series against Asheville at the end of the month in July. Let's let's talk about this again, and we'll have a much clearer picture. Looking ahead, the um, Hickory is on the schedule for a couple more. Then back home, you've got Delmarva four-game home set. Of course, that's reason enough for folks to come out and see the power because the power are back in town. But no, you've got bobbleheads and more to entice folks. We do, yeah. So Saturday, I mean, what a day Saturday is going to be. Ryan Switzer, George Washington High School Patriot legend in Charleston, is going to be back at Appalachian Power Park. Of course, he's already in Charleston hosting his Switz, uh, Switz Hands Challenge. You know, we're, we're incredibly honored to have him come over to the ballpark and have him be back in Charleston hosting that as well. So we're going to be giving away a bobblehead of Ryan Switzer uh, in full George Washington High School Patriot gear, no cowboy, no raider gear. Uh, it is George Washington High School. I've seen the bobblehead. It is phenomenal. Uh, you know, we're incredibly, incredibly excited about that. So, you know, look look forward to, to getting the bobblehead first 1,000 fans uh, to the ballpark. I'm sure we'll get that as well. Ryan will also be at the ballpark uh, signing autographs, and he will be there making an appearance before the game. So if you do want an autograph from Ryan Switzer, by the way, please do not bring any of your own autograph merchandise. 
Ryan's management team will be handing out photos for Ryan to sign for the fans. You do not need to bring a photo. You will get a signed photo from Ryan, but he is not going to sign anything that anyone brings into the ballpark. Just an FYI. Okay, so photo will be provided. Um, does that include the bobblehead? Will, will he sign the bobblehead or just to give fans a heads up? TBD. Okay. Uh, not sure about the bobblehead. Obviously, the fans are going to get the bobblehead, but we, we, we'll see about that. Okay. I, would, I, would, I would most likely expect it to just be photos. Okay, good to know. And, of course, uh, the rest of the weekend as well, um, home Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, off day Wednesday, and then uh, on the road, got to take on um, Lexington, man. You know how yeah, I feel about Lexington. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Um, and and, and to, to quickly go through the rest of that homestand real quick, Sunday, of course, Kids Sunday, Fun Day. Monday, Family Buck Night. It is also Domestic Violence Awareness Night, the first 500 fans are going to get a Joe Torre and a pack of baseball cards. So that's going to be incredible. The Joe Torre Safe at Home Foundation putting that one on. It's also game show night at Appalachian Power Park on Monday, so look forward to that. On Tuesday, it's a 12.05 p.m. first pitch. So, you know, we're calling it Kids Day at the Park uh, for all, all the kids to come out at noon and enjoy a ball game. Um, so we're excited about that. And then, yes, uh, Wednesday off day, Thursday, we hit the road to Lexington one final time. This season, I mean, this is the series, Paul. This is where we determine who gets the golden pick. So it, we are currently 7-8 and eight against Lexington right now. So we need to win three of those games to secure the golden pick in 2018. I will be, I will be bringing the golden pick with me to Whitaker Bank Ballpark, and I do not intend on leaving it at the ballpark. Okay. You, you know, um, there's, an, there's an old um, saying. Um, I'm sure you've seen the movie 300 and... You've seen movies yeah. like that uh, on your shield or with your shield, man. So, yeah, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Bring, bring the pig. I know home. what I'm talking about. Look, I, I said it. I do not intend on leaving that pig at Whitaker Bank Ballpark. It will come. It will go on the bus with me, and it will come right back after we come home to Napoli. So what you're saying is you're taking the, off the bus. You're going to show it around, and then you're just going to put it back on the bus. Or are you just going to keep it with you the entire time, the broadcast position? Oh, I'm and, putting it right next to me in the booth. Okay. And then when we clinch the Golden Pig, I'm bringing it to the team, and they're going to celebrate like they just won the championship. Will there be a victory lap on their field with the pig? Uh, your word. Maybe. Okay. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, it might happen. I don't know. It, it, maybe. I, I cannot guarantee what the team will do when they realize they won the Golden Pig again. It's going to be like Alex Ovechkin holding up the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yes. But I, I, in all seriousness, I will have the Golden State with me in Lexington. Uh, of course, it's a friendly rivalry, you know, but we, we firmly intend on, on taking that series and, and taking the Golden State. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. Always fun to, to do business with you, sir. Uh, we will do it again next week. And uh, the week after that, let's um, let's recap that glorious series victory over Lexington. Oh, looking forward to it, Paul. David Kahn, our guest. For more information on what's happening with the Power, don't forget go to WVPower.com. You can find out more about the All-Star Game. And uh, we will check in with David next week. We're going to take our next break, come back, and uh, we'll continue on with the drive here. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Going to take a quick break here in a few minutes just to catch up. Uh, we went a little long with David, but uh, got a lot into him today. All-Star game coming to Charleston next year. That's a pretty big deal. So um, I've been kind of following the story with um, the trials and tribulations of Papa John. Um, you know there's been some um, some real issues here the last few months with uh, their Papa John brand. And it seems that there's uh, going to be some more fallout because um, um, there was a use... Here's the funny thing. Now, you all know him as Papa John, but John uh, Shatner's. He um, he's been in a lot of trouble, just from a standpoint of he's done some things, said some things that haven't gone over with a lot of people. The brand's taken a big hit uh, to the point where uh, Pizza Hut was able to to get in there and become the official pizza of the NFL. Now. Um, he was uh, he's reportedly and he confirmed it. So he he used the the N word during an internal conference call, and this conference call was sort of a um, it was a conference call to sort of help him not get into this kind of trouble. So um, here's the deal: he resigns now from. The school, he's a big Louisville guy. So he resigns from the Louisville Board of Trustees. And as Papa John's chairman, he did that yesterday. The story came out. And then there's some talk that they're going to try to get the name changed on the stadium. But it's kind of this sticky deal where it's not a naming rights deal that's with the company, it's with him. It's not the Papa John brand. And the deal goes through 2040. I know Louisville is probably already a school under fire for a lot of things. This is just another thing that they kick them on. They've got a complex issue here. Because the contract is if, um, if Papa... If the papa is uh, is not with the company anymore, if he leaves the company, he can still rename the the stadium. That's the deal. That's so. If I went over to Marshall right now, and let's just say I dropped a crazy amount of money on Mike Hamrick's desk and said, "Look, um, here's the deal. Here's my big bag of cash." And we're going to name something after after Kindred Communications. And I leave, maybe because I didn't do something uh, that was very good. So I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm getting out of here. I can go and rename the stadium because I'm the one to drop the bag of cash. Or there's going to have to be a big refund. And I don't think university has given up a lot of cash back. No, maybe we're not. Unless they've got somebody that's going to swoop right in. I don't know how that works. Because I'm sure that cash is spent. It's out. It's not in the bank. They're not saving cash the way that the Shane Lyons is at uh, West Virginia. 
I've got a good story here. I'll talk a little bit about this when we come back from break. Um, revenue is going well for uh, West Virginia, and Shane Lyons is uh, doing a, a good job of actually spending less than the university brings in. Not every athletic director can do that. Not every athletic director wants to do that. Shane's doing it pretty well. I got all this cash. I'm taking care of what I need to take care of. I'm putting together some nice things here. I'm putting some back in my piggy bank. We'll talk a little bit about that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good story on... um, 247sports.com about West Virginia's budget right now. West Virginia is one of the rare institutions, I think, that's working in the black, not bringing in low amounts of money, struggling. Instead, they're bringing in a good, healthy chunk of money. At the same time, they're not spending it all. We've seen the list where the major schools, they bring in big cash, they're spending almost every single dime of the big cash. Uh, I like what Shane Lyons has done because revenue for the media rights coming from the Big 12 and from IMG College is going to be about $45 million. And so the accounting for West Virginia is about twice that amount. So what are the Mountaineers doing right? Well, one, they're in a good conference right now, good television package. They're bringing in revenue from their other sources. And what they're doing is they're building. They're also making sure that what they're doing is not exceeding their income. And that's something that I think um, a lot of athletic directors would love to be able to do. And I think there's others who maybe should start doing that because Shane Lyons is planning for a – well, I don't want to say a rainy day fund, but he's putting some cash back. He's actually saving. And you don't see that at some universities because, well, the financial situation doesn't allow for them to maybe kick a few things back. Instead, what they bring in is usually just enough to cover what they put out. And that's what Shane said. And the story said, when I got here, there was really wasn't any talking about the saving. Um He said, it's my goal to build up a reservoir for those rainy day situations. And that's crazy in college athletics, right? You don't spend everything you you bring in. That's almost unheard of. So Mountaineers are stashing some cash away, putting it back now and then. And they they don't have like a set figure, he said, what they're going to put away. I think they're just basically playing it by ear a little bit. All right, we need to spend this amount this year, so we have this coming in we can probably put this back and you want to make sure that you're able to spend enough money to take care of what you need to take care of make sure you you have everyone paid facilities are good and that's the impressive thing they've been putting together a really nice run of upgrading facilities as well and they're going to put back Well, what they don't spend. And that's, I think, the right way to do this. Because I'm looking at sometimes the budget numbers when they come out from the other universities. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're going to bring that kind of crazy money in. Did you really have to spend that much 
Is that extra? I mean, look at the difference between what Texas A&M and Texas. They're bringing in about the same amount of money, but Texas A&M's not spending as much as, say, Texas is spending. Texas is, it's like they go to the store and I like that. I want that. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. What do you got for tomorrow? But when you're in Texas right now, do you really see yourself in a situation where, okay, uh, the revenues are going to dip, so we have to stop spending? And that's a big deal. That's a big deal right now, man. You're in a good spot in the Big 12. The revenues are going to come in. And also, you kind of, you're not future-proofing yourself, but you're preparing. How bad was it for schools like UAB and Conference USA when the television revenue wasn't there? And for other programs that you're in Conference USA, you're depending on a certain amount of money, and then the TV contract comes back and it's no. It's not going to be anywhere close to that. All of a sudden, you're doing some cutting or you're finding ways not to spend, or you're just operating at the bare minimum. You're not really spending because you're not really offering much. You do the bare minimum, and that's going on across the country. So it's a good situation for West Virginia right now. If you're a Mountaineer fan, uh, you got to feel good about the fact that the program's prosperous, The facilities are getting taken care of. The coaching contracts are getting taken care of. Staffing seems to be at a good level. And you still have some money. So if you don't bring in as much, you don't have to worry about it right away. You've got a cushion. And some colleges and universities definitely could use a cushion right now. It's just athletics is such a a game. You have to sometimes be lucky and make sure at the same time that you're doing everything you can to bring in revenue. You've got an athletic director who sometimes their sole job is to go raise money. And so you have associate athletic directors. You have other people that have to take care of the day-to-day because you're out making sure you're raising money. And some athletic directors can do both. Some delegate Some don't want to do both, but it's such an important part of the job now. You have to go in and understand that your primary job, in most instances, is making sure the money is coming in. Going out and getting the money. Getting paid. The athletic director, sometimes their job is getting paid, and that's going to do it for this edition of the show. We want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellards. Also, big thanks to David Kahn from the West Virginia Power for joining me today. Oh, the summer nights. We're getting closer and closer to August. It means we're getting closer and closer to football. I'm looking forward to that. I know you are as well. That's going to do it, but don't forget, if you missed anything on the show today or any episode you want to go back and listen to, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. Also, you can go to our website, listen to the player. Anchor is where we're at as well. And that's going to do it. All you have to do is go to WRBC.com if you want to listen to the show tonight if you don't have any of those other players. But if you do, make sure you leave us a good review. Appreciate it. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington. W227BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.